calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Business Managers Podcast. We are excited to be back for another week. And this week, we have our friend Judy Harrington, a.k.a. Judy411, on with us today and a little bit about her. Judy is a storyteller and writing problem solver, and she helps business owners get their stories out of their heads, onto the page, and out in the world. Whether it's website copy or developing your social media message and content, Judy is passionate about your business message and keeping your brand true to form and function. Now, we have a lot to talk to Judy411 about today, so we're going to just kind of get into it and... I'm not drawing a map because I have no idea where we're going. So it's it's just going to happen. Feel like it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you decide to become Judy 411 and how did you get there? Well, I, it's more like the universe decided I was Judy 411. (laughs) So there is this phenomenon in the world where I am continually mistaken for the person in charge or the person who has the answers. (laughs) I'm the person who stop on the street for directions. I'm the person who you pick out of a cast of thousands to take your photo in front of, you know, the John Hancock Tower, whatever, you know, wherever you, tours, like find me everywhere. Like, you have that flashing light. I, I just, I just, one of my friends is like, I'm this beacon of knowledge walking around in the world <laughs> and aside from always being mistaken for someone, I'm not like a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant or a professor or like, you name it. I've been mistaken for lots of professions that I have. Some I've been closely, you know, nearly involved with. Like I was a paralegal for a long time, but I often say, please don't call me names. Please don't call me an attorney. So, but on top of all this, I'm kind of a sponge of information. So people tend to come to me like, but Judy, how do the mitochondria work? Or Judy, you know, how does this happen? Or like, do you know about this? Or, you know, you know, name a topic. And I either, if I don't know about it, I know where to go find the answer. So I had a friend, Dan Bolt, who said, you're like a walking information booth. We're just going to start calling you Judy 411. And it's- I stuck. love it. And That's perfect. Stuck. Judy, where <laughs> do mitochondria come from? <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> She'll get back to us on that. I'll get yes. back to you on yeah. that. It was a while ago that I had to answer that question. Mm. But I love that people come to you. They trust you. You're known they and really trusted. They do. Yeah. It, it's, it used to be annoying to me. Well, I think what's funny is that one of my deepest desires is, is to hide in plain sight. Like, I just want to go places and show up. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just like want to go to the party and show up, Right. But on my way there, I get sidetracked by someone who can't find their way somewhere or someone's calling to get directions to where we're going or 
like no matter where I am, some people just gravitate to me. People I know, people I, I don't know, people I'd rather not know, but doesn't matter. <laughs> they just punch me. And it, but I like, I walk around, I mean, I realize we're audio only, but I walk around with these giant Jackie O sunglasses on all the time. And does this imbue someone who looks like they're inviting? It's your aura. Your it aura is, is approachable. Yes. But the, the story of always, I, you know, I live near Tufts University and I was walking into Davis Square one morning. It was like rush hour and a lot of people milling about busy, busy. And this woman walks up to me and I actually had um, earphones in too. And I had my big giant Jackie O sunglasses and she came up and she said, excuse me, can you tell me how to get to Tufts University? And I looked at her and I said, okay, I'll answer your question, but I need to ask you something first. She said, sure. I said, why out of this cast of thousands amongst us, did you choose me of all these people? I have these glasses on. I have my earphones. You just look like, you know, what's going on. That's and good. Said, and I said, I don't want to know what's going on. I just want to go get coffee at Starbucks. And um, so we had a good laugh, but I said, yep, up two streets, take a left and you'll be there at the campus. And she was like, well, thanks so much. Have a great day. And it's always, I'm always that person, but I, had also, you know, I was and I interrupt because you do realize you just set up two streets and take a left. Right. And my first thought was Italian salads and islands or vinaigrette. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I take a left, just like the miracle. Miracle says he loves her, but he doesn't want to leave her. <laughs> Anyways, if you've never seen I'm that commercial, that you bought that two pilly because I was like, that. like mm. how weird that I just. <laughs> Okay. Miracle air, miracle air. All right, so go ahead. Sorry. All right. Anyway, um, I'm glad. I'm glad. But, we're so in addition to this, I mean, I have a writing background. I have a degree in professional writing from UMass Boston and master's in communication from Emerson College. And, and I've always had jobs where writing was involved. And over the years, you know, I've just honed my craft. And, and I also write some personal stories in like memoir form and get into that a little bit. So it was kind of, after spending way too many years in corporate and in law offices and, or as I like to joke, you know, working for the man, I just said, I'm mm-hmm. going to marry all this together and make a business out of it. And one of the things that I was, I knew I was always able to do was to take really complicated concepts and simplify them for people and kind of give them, you know, explain things via analogy or metaphor or mm a Judaism and just kind of explain things that so people understand the importance of certain, um, you know, esoteric concepts, like not everybody understands why it's important to have life insurance. Not everyone understands how mutual funds work, like those types of things. So I spent a lot of time and many years making sure that the, that type of communication was clear to their, to the recipients. So I knew that you know, there was something there for me to bring into a business for myself. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I know one of your goals in life is to get the word fuckery into the dictionary. Absolutely. How does, because how I, does one go about doing that? Like, I would love to know. I'm also an armchair linguist. So I love it. I fell in love with the Oxford English Dictionary when I was in college. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We've been, you know, in a you know, generally monogamous relationship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes I have to break out the MW simply because it's smaller, more compact. Oh, the M- it is much w. more portable. The MW is Mary Webster. Yes. 
and the OED is the, the big daddy of them all. But I had taken a class in, in Chaucer, the author mm-hmm. of Canberra Tales, and we had to take a word and go to the Oxford English Dictionary and look up the, his, the history of how that word entered the language, how it changed over time. And within the Oxford English Dictionary, there was also literary references to how a word has been used in different senses and different forms over time. And the word that I had, I can't remember if we chose this was a scientist, but the word I had was grace. And I remember going to, of course, this is like when dinosaurs roamed the earth, right? Before the internet, we actually had to go find a book. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I remember it well. <laughs> yeah. And the English department had their auction English dictionary in its own room. And probably massive, in. right? Like it was huge. Yeah. Huge. But the print was so tiny. Yep. Magnifying glass. Yeah. And I remember, you know, having to take really copious notes, you know, but I was like, this is fascinating. Like these are all the words of our language and the history of how they entered the language, like what they've came from. You know, we English is such a melting pot of languages, right? There's French, there's there's German, there's like every language under the sun finds its way into the English language at some point or another, mm. right? So I was always became, I just became fascinated by this. And I've always been really attached to words. I mean, that was really, words were always my first love. I was an early reader and I just, I've always just been drawn to, to reading and writing. But yeah, so much to my chagrin, um, the word fuckery is not in the dictionary. It is in the, um, it is not in the Oxford English dictionary, nor is it in the MW. It is in the urban dictionary. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So that is something. That's a start. As I see this um, now, like I like to play, like I'm a linguist on TV, but I'm not actually one, but my secret job, the job I would really love to hold most other than what I'm doing right now is to work as a dictionary editor. That seems to me like a really good time. What's so interesting about, the urban dictionary is that as I look at it, it's like, it's almost like the stepping stone. Once you start seeing a term thrown around in the urban dictionary, I often say, watch out because it's going to show up. It Whether we want it to or not. <laughs> no. Whether yeah. we want it to or not. Right. And there's yes. lots of words that are in the dictionary that nobody wants to be there because as we all know, well, at least the three of us know, I am the one woman defense team for the linguistic legitimacy of the word irregardless. Yes, you are. Yep. Yes. We do know I that do not about condone you. its usage. I simply point out that the dictionary is the court reporter of language. It is not the judge of language. So okay. you, you are welcome not to use that word. But and I urge you not to not use to. that word. Yeah. And I urge you not to use that word. Um, but it is so commonly used incorrectly that it is a real the, world. Interesting. Here's what's interesting about it. Regardless, it has created. It has been used for so long in its mistaken definition for regardless mm-hmm. that it's actually. Yeah, I think that in in the dictionary it's listed as non-conforming, a non-conforming mm-hmm. word, and. Of course, my not-so-secret linguistic boyfriend, John McWhorter, he doesn't know that he's my linguistic boyfriend, but maybe if he hears this podcast, he will find out. He 
had a whole podcast devoted to the legitimacy of Irregardless. And I invoked him in one of my blogs recently, the final word on Irregardless. And I really was trying to break the internet. I was just feeling very spicy that day. And I said, I'm just going to annoy everybody with this. And I, I mean, again, I don't condone the usage of it. Like I prefer not to use it. I do cringe when I hear people use it, but the fact of the matter is it's a word. It's a word. And there are words like how many people say ain't? Yep. Ain't no thing. Ain't's a word. It's in the dictionary. It's true. It's slang. It's it's a slang term. Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean fluffinutter. Wait a minute. Our, our, no, Fluffinata made it to MW, right? It, did it make to yeah, so make it to the- made it to the MW? Yeah. That was the big news last week. As what new did users, the- I was, we love Fluffinutters. We love our Fluffinutters. We grew yeah. up on them. It was the preferred lunchbox, you know, item for many mm-hmm. of us growing up. And I'm actually surprised it took this long for Fluffinutter to get yeah, into. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Maybe it was how- because we were sick of describing what a fluffinutter is they were like all right let's just get it into the dictionary and then people can figure it out themselves Perhaps, i mean because again, basically only new englanders eat fluffinutters like most other areas don't even know what fluff is i'm just wondering what has what event in the world has made it so that fluffinutters frequency <laughs> increased enough for it suddenly now in 2021 the pandemic. The pandemic, probably. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't a shortage on, on fluff. Well, well, right? because if you buy, I probably have fluff from the first Reagan iteration. Yeah. I mean, come on. It lasts forever. It does. And don't try to put that. marshmallow cream on your fluff and utter because that's not a thing, people. It's, yeah, it's not yeah, the same. You just talk about that. That is totally wrong. It is blasphemy. As I also report myself to be the original mass hole. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite words, right? My one of my favorite blended words, mass hole. It mm-hmm. came out on the CNN today. John Berman, you know, this we're going off topic here, but John Berman is a local um, news. He's a local person, like he's, on CNN, and he was talking about Jerry Remy. May we take a moment of silence for Jerry Remy? Hopefully, this won't get edited out for dead silence. <laughs> um, but he, and he talked about, you know, being a mass hole and how he can say it because he is a mass hole and he's from Massachusetts. So. Um, right. If you're from Massachusetts, you can call yourself a mass hole. Yeah. But nobody else can call us that. No. But people are saying that right now as they listen to this, because they're like, what the fuck are you people even talking about? Yeah. <laughs> right. Fluff, <laughs> mass hole. Well, you might be a mass hole. If. if. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the episode that everything past Worcester County requires an overnight bag. Well, as girls from the South shore, (laughs) having moved to the Merrimack Valley, people think that we live in Canada. (laughs) I always say that. Well, (laughs) actually someone said, my friend Jimmy Flynn said years ago, people think the Zakem bridge um, is the Berlin wall. Yes. And, so and, true. I, and yes. I've always said that the, the gas tank on 93 is the equivalent of the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> Precisely. 
And people are like, what do you mean by that? I said, if you live north of the gas tank, you don't go down past south of the gas tank without your passport. Correct. Cor- correct. No overnight bags, no, no snacks. You don't need. go any further. Seriously. Yep. I, I grew up in Fall River. Yeah. So you, you get us completely. And I never, Fall River <laughs> is like the mafia. Yes. <laughs> you can get out, it brings you back in. It's true. <laughs> you know, my family's there. So I spend, and during the pandemic with COVID traffic, meaning there was none. Lack of traffic, right? it yeah. Great. It was great. Oh God. Yeah. That would be, right before the pandemic, I remember I had gone down to Fall River. I had a friend coming in from LA. Her son was graduating from Bridgewater State. And we were trying to get together for dinner. We hadn't seen each other in like a decade. It took me three hours yeah. Yeah. to get from Medford to Fall River. And yeah, it's crazy. As we all know, I constantly have to go to the bathroom. Like every everything with me starts with, oh, hold on, I have to go pee. So can you imagine yeah. how torturous that drive was for me? I can't imagine. I, I think we actually mentioned this on the last podcast too. My brother has four kids and he attached me to the sports calendar. And I used to joke with him all the time because they're in Hanson mass. And he would, so I would see leave now and you can get to Hanson in two and a half hours for the karate. Not going to make it. (laughs) Not going to make it now. You know, there's, and it's like an hour ride, but it would take me two and a half hours if I left now. (laughs) It's just insane traffic. I'm going to celebrate a birthday on this highway right now. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. But But then we can celebrate spring as well. Right. But but we're back to that now. Yes, we are. Like is Mm -hmm. now now we're an hour away from Boston. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have to. Boston is once again an hour away from Boston. I don't know how we ended up down this rabbit hole. I don't know, know. but let's let's uh, let's bring it back and let's talk about I don't know. We could talk about rule breaking because you like to break rules. I love to break rules. Yes. So let's how do you that is why we are friends. How do you break? And I'm not a rule breaker, but I do my best to break. It is our Aries energy, I think. (laughs) I try to stay within the rules. You wouldn't think I would being the youngest child of being a Scorpio, but I, I know, but I, I tend to follow the rules and it's kind of boring, but how do you break the rules? So you mean like writing. when we talk about grammar or yeah, just the writing? Yeah. Place. Because I think Anything. Let's people, do it. Let's just. Well, so, well I mean, within the con- on context, because I get this question a lot. People come to me and they'll say, Judy, I need your help. I'm really not a good writer. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not a great mathematician. <laughs> I'm also not a great brain surgeon. So you do something of practice enough. I mean, you probably yeah. become really good at it. And I'll say, okay. So a lot of times, like I meet people where they're at and they'll say, well, I have this piece of writing and I've been working on it and I really need someone to help me get over the finish line. Can you work with me on this? So then they send me the piece of writing and I'm like, you're actually quite a good writer. And they're like, really? And, I, and then they're like, like so deeply humbled and they're doing the whole Wayne's world. I'm not worthy. And I'm like, stop it. I said, the problem is that it's not that you're not a good writer. You've been given bad writing advice. True. Hmm. And, you know, I just had a, a blog post out in the universe recently about this, that, you know, writing can feel like a wrestling match. Like you are in the ring, you're in your own, you know, 
height and weight class and you, you're ready to tackle this. You've got these great ideas. You can't wait to get them out in the world. And then, so you start, you know, writing them down, however, if you write by hand or if you, you write it at a keyboard or however, whatever your process is. And then all of a sudden it's like the nemesis of your like seventh grade grammar teacher <laughs> is like on, in the committee in your head mm. oh you can't start a sentence with a conjunction you can't True. start a sentence with a preposition and that's a run-on sentence and, and a lot of times people think it's a run-on sentence when it's not a run-on sentence it's just a long sentence just throw a comma in there. You're fine. <laughs> just throw it in. Where, or or there's, there's that. People get so nervous about having a long sentence that they just start throwing commas in willy-nilly. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, okay, now we you've, you've gone a little off the deep end and I need to go you back in. Um, but, you know, and, I, and I've, been, I've been in this place too. You know, I can't, I'm certainly not immune to this phenomenon. Right. But... I think after a while, like particularly with copywriting, you, you want to be conversational. You want to you want to write as if you were as if you would speak. So you're going to have more contractions. You're going to probably have some you know technically sentence fragments, but they're there for effect. They're there to make a point. Or my favorite is oh, you can't have a one sentence paragraph. Mm-hmm. And like, Half of copywriting is one sentence paragraphs. I mean, that is, we do that for readability because we're all stuck on a screen all day long. It's mm-hmm. just the ease on the eyes. You want to have a lot of white space there. Just how many of us now just spend our days almost like practically reading the internet, right? Right. So true. So there's just been a lot of evolution in what there's grammar and their style. Yep. And I think once you get down, the rules of grammar, then you can decide what you're going to break in order to create style. And and I pointed this out in you know the, the blog post I, I recently shared was I have a, a Facebook friend who is from the deep south and I would read her posts all day long. I, I tell all the time you need to pull these together and write a book. They're just beautiful. And her writing is very much, I mean, she has very long sentences and they have a beautiful flow to them. Very much like, you know, William Faulkner. They're just great sense of place. You feel like you've been transported to a very specific point in time. But I mean, on the face of it, if I were a prescriptivist, if I were a real, you know, hard mm-hmm. and fast grammar rule person, I would be breaking up her sentences and making them shorter mm-hmm. and doing what we call doing a Hemingway, making everything very short and choppy. But then that would take away from her style. Yeah. So I think really what it comes down to is that the more you practice the craft, the more you find the areas where you could take the chance to break the rule. And I'm all about breaking the rule because what's the worst that can happen? It's not like I'm robbing a bank. I'm, you know, doing something a little unusual with, with some grammar and punctuation. Right. And what's going to happen that you're not going to get an F. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. You might get a comment. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, I'll write something for a client and I'll give it to them and they'll say, 
I'm just really uncomfortable with this. Like, I really, and I'm like, okay, if this doesn't feel like it's your voice, then that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've had clients come back to me trying to tell me things were grammatically incorrect. And I fired back with the rule. Nice. And they're like, and they're like, oh, like, you're right. Thing? When people say, but you know, it's correct to say between you and me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say between you and I. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, mm, follows the preposition should be the objective form of the pronoun. Thank you very much. For <laughs> Boom. <laughs> My glasses up. It depends on the context you're writing too. Like. The copy I write is not something I would write for an academic paper if I were pursuing my PhD. Right. I was just thinking of song lyrics when he says, just you and I. But that's <laughs> grammatically incorrect. It is grammatically incorrect. But he I wouldn't. Two, I have he two, couldn't think just you and me. I have two when first thing you think of questions. Not, okay. It's probably not going to be the first thing. It's going to be your answer is what it's going to be. I have okay. two questions. Number one, Oxford comma, yes or no. Absolutely. Clarity all day long. And number two, holy shit. What was the second one? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. You were thrown off by my singing. I was. Hold on. Two spaces after a period on a typewriter. I yes. Or no? Oh, yes. right. Yeah. I, I had a feeling you were going to bring this up. <laughs> yes. We can all evolve. So I you're one very hardcore two spaces after a period. Yes. You're, you're hardcore? <clears throat> I used to be. Okay. I have now. How do you break that habit? It's very difficult. Yep. Trust me. It is not easily done. And there's all sorts of arguments about this. Like if you want to see a bloodbath, I suggest that you put a pro two space after the period writer in the same room. <laughs> with a graphic designer. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, because of the kerning and nine stuff. out DEFCON 1 it is unbelievable. And I've gotten really uncomfortable. And it takes yeah. a lot to make me uncomfortable. Yeah, truth, with truth. Conversations, because I'm usually the one making everyone uncomfortable. But people get really, really worked up about this. And what I finally had come to the realization was that because I collaborate so much with graphic designers that... I was actually making their jobs harder if I kept two spaces after a period. Yeah. So it was requiring them to go do a search and replace for two space. And at the end of the day, am I going to get into, am I going to go to die on this hill? No, I got bad things to do. Yeah. Um, it is, it's a hard habit to break. Yeah. But I'll tell That's you a song now, as well. That is a song as now, well. <laughs> a great, another song, another great yeah. song, Chicago hard habit to break. Yeah. I'll tell you now, when I was going through my book manuscript, it was pre- conversion to one space yeah and now everything looks so off to me because you're now your mind is so used to seeing it i've I've retrained my yeah mind Mm -hmm. to do that well that's what i wanted to jump into next and i think we will is your book you're 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 doing something i am what have you been doing for the last week ish (laughs) i um tell us all the things (laughs) Well, she's breaking a sweat, ladies and gentlemen, folks, boys and girls. (laughs) Like, as I like to say, I like to threaten you all with a good time. I'm making good on the promise that I am writing a book. Nice. It is a collection of personal stories in a memoir genre about things like when my five-year-old wanted to be Jewish or how 
my mom used to dress like the cat in the hat <laughs> for work. Or how my father will always be in my mind the most rabid pre-2004 Red Sox fan to have ever walked the earth. Yep. <laughs> and just like crazy family phenomenon like that. But the general theme is like finding the fun and the dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And, and there's some funny stories in there. And, and I mean, I'm not immune either. I mean, when I was 10 years old, I wanted the whole family to move to the trailer park. That was one of my aspiring <laughs> dreams. You got to think yeah, big. There's like a whole long story behind it. I don't want to be super spoiler alert here. I, I want right. to leave some. You got to buy the book. You got to buy the book. <laughs> if I tell all the stories now, then really. Right. Well. This um, isn't audible, people. But, yeah, but well, there'll be an audio book too. I'm sure. And, <laughs> and I you will hope be you're going to be reading my own audio Perfect. Book. Yeah. Yeah. Will it have subtitles for our non Boston friends? <laughs> <laughs> will there be translation? Right? <laughs> yes. But yeah, that like, so one of my childhood dreams was for our entire family to move to a trailer park. Huh. And I was very um, earnest in this pursuit. As you would be. Much to the chagrin of my entire family. Well, I'm sure it's because living in a trailer is fun, right? When you're young, <laughs> like, right? Like we're camping Seriously. all the time. Yes. And my father, who who made Archie Bunker look like Mr. Rogers, was like, we've never camped a day in our lives. <laughs> That's awesome. Expletives. In yes. That. Yeah. Jesus H. you know. Yeah, so there's like, it's just a whole group of these really funny Mm -hmm. stories. And there's stories I've been telling at, you know, dinner parties or to total strangers on the street who ask me directions. I'm like, well, in return, you must listen to my stories. (laughs) (laughs) If only, if only I had thought of that. But the stories I've been telling for a really long time, but I also had taken the time to to catalog. That's awesome. You know, people are always asking for me to tell those stories. Now it's an opportunity for them to hold them in their hand. So yeah, I've been spent, I've spent the last week in the writing bunker at nice. an undisclosed location. It will remain undisclosed. Do not ask, do not write. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> nope. It, you know, we were also nicknaming the undisclosed location Walnut Grove in honor of the Ingalls family. <laughs> One of my friends was like, so are you going to be like in a hut? with no electricity and a quill pen. I'm like, it's not going to be quite that. Why did we have to go to that extreme, friend? I don't know. There's like, people have these, you know, those, you know, the memes out there that say what, what I do. Yeah. Versus I what I do, actually do. What yeah. My mother thinks I do. Yes, for yeah, sure. I'm sure there's one out there about writers, but yeah. the, my friends think that I, I, I really do have some friends who think I sit like, by candlelight and write with a quill pen or something. Right, a, f- a feathered pen, one of the quills. Like, I mean, dear little bonnet on. Judy411.com. Right. Like that, I think it evokes enough to say that I write digitally. Yes. But alas, here we are. Do you write on the on the um, rock wall? <laughs> Kelly's doing the like the two finger yeah. like, the motion. <laughs> Don't forget to change your ribbon. Don't forget to change. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Remember those days? Oh, thank mm-hmm. God they are gone. When does said book hit the shelves? So the plan yep. is pre-ordering would be... With an asterisk saying this may or may not 
whose be the exact be, date. May it be the exact date. The goal for pre-ordering would be on April 13th, mm-hmm. 2022, which is my birthday. Woohoo! Close enough to 411. Yep, true. I actually, I actually made up my own internet holiday this year. I said that um, April 11th was 411 day. Perfect. And I tell people to go Google. Go Google things. Go get your own 411. Give me a rest. I mean, that's a great year. April 11th to the 13th is a wonderful time of the year. Yep. It is. My that's twin right. niece and nephew were born on the 11th. And Melissa, you're the 11th. I'm the 12th. Oh, you're the 12th. That's and right. You're the 13th. Yep. There you go. I share a birthday with... Thomas Jefferson, Ooh. Samuel Beckett, and Ricky Schroeder. Well, I mean, it's quite a combination. You might need to leave the last one off. Yeah. I mean, considering no, events of the last several years, I mean, Ricky Schroeder is, is he in uh, trouble or something now. Did he do something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did. Nothing did. like just ignorance, nothing like murdering his family. Though, who knows by the time this airs? <laughs> right. Oh, no. I didn't know. That's okay. No. It's okay. We can inform you in off air. In my defense, I was. You were in, in the bunker. I was. You were in the bunker. In the bunker. Yeah. Undisclosed location with my. Yes. In a yurt. <laughs> in a yurt. I believe it. Hey, people are going to think this. I might as well just propagate the myth. Exactly. Propagate is another good word that I like to use. Propagate. Yeah. It's a great word. It mm-hmm. is. Got to wait for the website to to propagate before you can start saying <laughs> the word that is often used. I'm telling you, you need to get on the word of the day from Urban Dictionary. Ooh. I think I used to be. And then I was like, oh. Some of them are some pretty of are just, Some of them are really random. <laughs> yeah. Really? Even um, I think I, I brought a few up to my teenage nephew. Of course you did. And they were like, <laughs> Auntie Mel, stop. Yeah. Auntie Mel, please stop. Yeah. Stop. Please do this. So do you have a title yet? Are we having a working I do. title? Okay. I do you do. want to you tell ready? us or do we want to wait? No, I'll tell you. Okay. Fuckery. The life and times of a legend in her own mind. Love it. I Fuckery love colon? It. Fuckery colon. Okay. Just picturing colon it. Colon the exclamation point, people. Not the word. <sighs> Yes. Fuckery colon. <laughs> that is a different. Let us, not your colon. Steer right away from all <laughs> that we could say about that. Anyhow. Um, so, yeah. So pre-order should start early in like mid-April. Yeah. And the goal is to be on the shelves this time next year in time for the holiday book buying. Perfect. Season. And then the tour will start January 2023. Right, exactly. And then there were, I, we're dreaming of things like, you know, pop-up book signings in nice. locations. I like that. Yeah, like... The world is your oyster, the right? The world is my oyster. I would like to just find some really unusual places Yeah. to, to have a pop-up book signing. That would be fun. Um, you have some time go. to brainstorm like, that. the gas tank on 93. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, but Pull they, over. They, how do people get there? Like, I mean, it, that's the dream, of course. But, I like it. Right. We'll work on that in 2022. Yeah, we'll you get figure, some time. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So if people want to work with you, where can they find you? 
they can find me at my website, which is interestingly enough, and by no surprise whatsoever, called Judy411.com. And it's Judy with an I. Yes, don't mistake her for Judy Garland. She is no Judy Garland. Uh, She's Judy with an I. <laughs> I don't know what I meant by that. It was I not know, really? I know either. Like surrender. You no, know, like right? alcohol. <laughs> drug, drug, yeah, I don't know. Uh, of course, I think Judy Garland, I think the Wizard of Oz. But yeah, you yeah I was going to say, brave. she does not, she has no Toto. Toto. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And where do you hang out on the um, socials? Do you hang on out social, on the socials? I'm on, I'm the Book of Face. Um, Meta, yes. Yeah, the Book of Face was, I can't remember who it was, someone's. Someone's in-law was calling it the face tube for a while. Oh, the face, oh, the tube. face, tube. face tube. Yeah. And it was like a lost in translation. Yeah, oh, definitely. It was like one of those malapropisms. And I'm on Instagram. It's Judy underscore 411. Mm-hmm. And I'm on LinkedIn under Judy Harrington. Excellent. Yes. Yes. Um, and I have Word Nerd Wednesday is the pillar of social media content that people like the most yep mm-hmm. people consider it wednesday church you want mm-hmm. to hear whatever little nugget of linguistic wisdom i have to impart to the world if i were to have my druthers yes i would have you create your own word of the day and do it via text so put that in your you know cap That's put it in your cap because maybe 2022 Screw the Urban Dictionary. Let's get on the Judy 411 Dictionary. Word of the day. By the time this airs, I love it. Ironed it out. We're going to launch it for 2022. Right. Well, I am known for some pretty wild and crazy sayings. It could be word of the week. It could be word of the month. You know, it could be the month or phrase of the week. Like whenever, like I, when I was in at the undisclosed location, I almost just gave it away. When I was in, in the UD, as I call it. We had some extreme weather, but then I heard about the extreme weather that had happened up here and people without power. And we, of course, people always think they have to resort to cannibalism when that's going to start, right? So the the mass onslaught to the grocery store. I always post, remember people, while you're out getting bread and milk, be sure to get condoms so that you do not end this storm with more children than you started with. That Very is true. sage advice. Sage I mean, is, it is. We really could have just started and ended the show with that. Because, <laughs> yeah. There you go. It is very sage advice. Forget the bread and the butter there's and that. the milk or whatever you get. Yeah. There's also um, my obsession with the phenomenon of stirrowing, you know, how U Hauls get stuck under the overpass on oh. <laughs> yes i'm really obsessed with that like i watch i've been known to year after year because Pop, i'm a big fan of christmas because that is my preferred interior decorating choice <laughs> remnants Austin christmas. college students have been yeah. decorating all of the homes i've lived in for the better part of you know 30 years but you know so i'm just like it's stirring that's that's one of my favorite words mm-hmm. i like it and every year you should share that with the news station so that when that time of year comes around, they could be like, it's the time for Starling. Starling. That time of year when the U-Hauls get stuck under the bridge mm. on Starrow Drive, they can mm-hmm. just make a holiday of it. Totally. 
Well, well I mean, this is also Christmas is my favorite holiday. It is supposedly they're doing too. something with the Star Drive. People might not have the starring problem a decade from now okay. when they. It no. may be a thing of the past. I know, Judy, you're going to have to make I will signs. be lying down <laughs> on <Star laughs> Drive holding a one-woman protest. You'll be, you're going to have to look at the blueprint. To the you cannot allow this to happen. I, I don't know for sure if they're taking down that overpass, but it's something you need to look into. That is your four-on-one that you can give us towards the end of the week, maybe when you're... But when I mean, without doubt, it's a biannual problem. May well, and September. It's, like it's starting yeah. to become nearly a weekly event. I mean, storming was very early this year. It was. The earliest one, I think, was like mid July. Then we had the phenomenon up here in Medford where there was a truck that hit. So, you know, we're still live. Cycle. We're still live. <laughs> but let's keep talking. I'm just saying, we're still live. But <laughs> the big semi that hit the oh, yeah. Roosevelt Circle. Oh, I know. That, that was, was a mess. Brutal. And now there's like, it's basically being held together by Jersey barriers and gum. Right? It's like <laughs> not like, even safe. I, I actually got off that exit today and I'm like, I'm taking my life in my hands. Yes, you are. Everybody that drives under it is taking their lives in their hands. Well, I think yes. people driving over and it goes down. Like that's what right. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. There's yeah. down. Um, but that, you know, it's becoming... It's becoming more than, you know, the Labor Day, Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's true. Phenomenon. People are just the dumbing of, or as who was it used to say, Tom Brokaw, the fleecing of America. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to end on that note. Okay. The fleecing of America. Fleecing. <laughs> yeah, here we go. We have more to talk about, but <laughs> off camera. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. Oh, this was great. Thank you so much. for This was a good time. I'm glad, you know, fate stepped in because we had scheduled this for a few months ago and it worked out because now we can talk about fuckery. It worked out Mm -hmm. perfectly. Yeah. Um, I can see it in bright lights. Fuckery. Fuckery. (laughs) The one woman fuckery show. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. We can't guarantee these shenanigans next week, but no, we'll see what we can bring you. This is a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you. And, and everybody go check out Judy411.com. Judy with an I. And she will sing somewhere over the rainbow for you. <laughs> everybody have a great day. Surrender Dorothy. Thank you. Good day. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Somewhere. Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at mergioenterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.